The music and concert business in the province dealt another blow yesterday as Ontario brings in COVID measures that prohibit live streaming shows. And for more on this, here's our music expert, Eric Alper, joins us here on Global News Radio. Eric, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to see you. All right. uh, Let's talk a bit about this. Uh, What exactly is this uh, ruling stating and saying that uh, you can no longer have a, a live streaming show? Yeah, David Williams, who is the Ontario Chief Medical Officer of Health, says that while it's okay for film and TV producers to have um, their own content still being allowed to be filmed, the music streaming sites and clubs in Toronto, such as the Horseshoe Tavern or Hughes Room, which has had a number of music streaming events that weren't really open to the general public, but they were just streaming them online. Um, David Williams says that the music industry hasn't made the type of protective investments like film and television have, which is making a lot of people in the music industry scratch their heads a little bit because they're kind of wondering who they're who he's talking to about that. So, you know, the music industry has had an absolute battering of changes. It seems like every single week there's new restrictions. They're opening it up, they're closing it. But this is just another nail potentially um, in a lot of music venues and a lot of music artists who rely on music streaming concerts for whatever little money that could be coming into them. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the film industry because I was thinking the same thing. I went for a bit of a walk uh, through downtown uh, last night, was uh, down across Front Street, and lo and behold, there was a film production uh, underway there, the the trucks. Uh, now, listen, the crew and everybody was uh, masked and uh, looked like distancing and all of that uh, was happening. But, you know, if they can find the sort of conditions that are necessary for that performance to occur... Why not in a club uh, like the Horseshoe? Isn't this just a matter of keeping your, I mean, obviously you can't sing with a mask on, but plexiglass up between the performers, keeping proper distance, that sort of thing. Uh, Wouldn't that be good enough? Well, you know, I like to argue the point that you can't sing with a mask on because let me give you exhibit A, which is Slipknot. No, I mean, other other than that, I I think the big issue, um, and it's kind of unspoken, is just the sheer amount of insurance that a film and television production has on the table. It, you know, it ensures everything from actors and actresses to the actual money and profit that's being made. These productions have anywhere between a couple of dozen to maybe a couple of thousand people working on them. So I understand that in some industries, that might be taken more seriously about it, where they might have on-site testing by, you know, hospital staff because they could afford it. They're talking about, you know, a $100 million budget films or even a couple of million dollars for TV shows that are Canadian-based as opposed to, say, a four-person folk group who is lucky to make 100 bucks on a Saturday afternoon playing a matinee. So there's definitely a level of, I can kind of see where they're coming from, but you know, the organizations throughout the music industry here in Canada are just a little bit worried because we always seem to be the first ones to have to be shut down and we're always the last ones to open again. And again, I don't think nobody's quite sure who they were actually talking to or even if they were doing any testing or looking at different music streaming concerts and seeing any problems to begin with. 
And let's not underestimate uh, just how tough things have been for the music industry. And there really is no light at the end of the tunnel uh, right now. I mean, we've talked about vaccines and uh, the rollout and eventually one day that concert halls and stadiums like Scotiabank Arena might uh, reopen and people might be uh, comfortable enough going in to a room or an auditorium of 20,000 people. But that day is far, far off right now. I mean, it is not around the corner. And this has been a way to, you know, for fans, music fans, uh, fans of like the Horseshoe and other great uh, locales to support their locals. And we're talking about a lot of jobs here. I mean, we're talking about keeping the bars open, uh, supporting the staff of those uh, bars. We are talking about, you know, roadies, people who set up uh, equipment and the musicians uh, themselves. I mean, there's a lot of people and a lot of jobs at stake here. In 2019, the live music industry in North America was worth about $22 billion. And it's a huge ecosystem of artists and venues, ticket sellers, production companies, vendors, travel operations, hotels, and you're right, food and, and alcohol that is being served each and every night. The music streaming part of it was almost uh, like a little bit of a handout and able to compensate artists as much as they possibly can of what they would make for a normal live show. But when you eliminate that, then you're left up to very, very little options for musicians to want to even continue, even if they could, just the absolute mental health that are taking on them of having to restart and start their career again in an already tough industry to crack. Yeah, and I'm also thinking about those who love music and find solace in music, and particularly as we're about to go under, it looks like a stay-at-home order for the next uh, little while again uh, here in the province. Just how great would it be? It would make me feel great to be able to, uh, you know, buy a ticket, support a band, support a uh, local establishment, and get a night's entertainment, a safe night's entertainment out of it. You and I have long talked on this program about the psychological effects of concerts, the ability for... Um, you know, gathering of a large amount of people with a like-minded attitude of happiness and having fun. We all know that music is a healing tool. It's a music therapy use. It, it makes people remember the amazing times and it makes us feel really good. And there's definitely a psychological effect that happens to us and takes a toll on mental health when there's no entertainment to be had. There's only so much happiness that you can get watching a screen over and over again. And you're absolutely right. I don't, I don't think that there's going to be very many concerts, if any, until at least 2022, if this keeps the way that it's going right now. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right about that as well, Eric. There's something about the collective and the shared experience uh, of a concert, even virtually. If I'm watching somebody streaming and performing uh, live, and I've got other like-minded uh, people there uh, with me that uh, maybe we can connect uh, virtually as well, kind of simulate uh, maybe that uh, concert hall or that pub experience, at least just uh, for an hour. It's so much different than just binge-watching a, a show on uh, Netflix or such. It's just a completely and totally different uh, experience. And having said all of that, is there any pushback at all from the local uh, music uh, industry when it comes to this uh, regulation? Do you think that there's a chance that uh, government might reconsider? Um, there, there has been, um, you know, there, the, the Canadian Live Music Association kind of oversees a lot of the advocacy for the live music industry. And I know that they've been fighting really hard and working with the government and they're, they're, they're pretty serious about it. And, and I think that they're being very level-headed about it. They're saying, look, they're very understanding of what the government 
needs to achieve in a in a time where we've never been through this before. So, you know, organizations and venues definitely understand what the government is doing on a day-to-day basis. The problem is that the constant navigating of all these changes to the restrictions is kind of taking a toll on actually trying to get out of this in one piece. It's hard to make plans for even a couple of days down the road, like most industries that are out there, when we're finding out we're you know being told one thing but then seeing big box stores open or at least have you know a 25 percent capacity the venues could absolutely do that so what's to stop somebody from walking in without being tested into a big box store and then they're putting all of the blame and guilt on the music industry for maybe not having as much testing as a blockbuster hollywood film it just doesn't make any sense All right. Well, we certainly feel for our friends in the hospitality and music industries, without a doubt. Eric, really appreciate the time as always. Stay healthy. Stay well. Thanks so much, Jeff, for having me. We'll talk soon. You got it. Eric Alper, our music expert.